Today's episode is sponsored by Baked by Bridget, your stop for all your baked goods and sweets. They offer a wide variety of treats like cookies, tarts, and pies, all at great prices. I'm a personal fan of the tarts and cookies, and they even offer custom orders to satisfy that special order that you've been waiting for. You can find them on Instagram at Baked by Bridget. I want you to know that last night I mm. set up my alarm to okay. wake up to spooky, scary skeletons. <laughs> but what I neglected to do was to check the audio. So at okay. 8.30 in the morning, all I hear is loud as loud as you had that ready. That's impressive. Yeah, it's one of my wallpapers. <laughs> all right, let's let's roll that. Maybe spooky intro music. We'll see. Guys, welcome back to the very first Spookcast. That's what I'm gonna start calling it. Spookcast. Spooktober. Just for podcast. October. Okay. Whatever, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Um, we're gonna be dressing up in our little Halloween costumes each episode. So I don't know. I mean, if you guys want to give us suggestions, you know, give us suggestions. But um, I don't know. All, you all, all, all my mine are gonna be onesies. Are gonna be onesies. There's no way I'm wearing. You nope. gotta, you gotta get, you gotta get that Oppa onesie. The same. I could. I don't know saying. if it'll be here on time. Yeah, we'll see. I was I will say I ordered these. Oh, that's the first time I remember that I'm inverted, so I have to point out. I ordered these nice for you audio listeners. I ordered these really nice color changing lights for uh for the streams, and uh, they're super nice. I like the aesthetic. But um, yeah, like we mentioned, guys, welcome to the very first October Halloween themed podcast. I'm very excited to do this. I don't know about you, though. I love Halloween season. Uh, I'm indifferent about me. Halloween season. I love Halloween season. I just I, recently, the last few years, got into horror movies and different horror things. But you know, I've always I I love Halloween season movie. only for the the horror movies. But like, I mean, as you know, I don't like candy. So like, everyone's like, "Oh, we get to dress up and go get candy," and I was like, "Really doesn't interest <laughs> like, me." That's my nightmare. <sighs> yeah, it's but like, yeah, guys, uh, we're here. You know, with uh, like we said, we have a few episodes planned out for some spooky topics, but um. The first one I thought we would have a little bit, kind of like... Just right down my alley, because I'm the film guy here. (laughs) You're the film guy. So obviously, you know, horror movies are a big thing when spooky season rolls around. And obviously, for years now, you know, almost since cinema has been around, you know, horror, the horror genre has expanded. And, you know, we get a bunch of hits and, you know, and as you know, we got some classics. And, you know, now we have some modern ones that are kind of also getting there. So... Kind of the discussion that I wanted to have today is just a general one of kind of old school horror movies versus new school. Because, you know, there is sort of a comparison when you look at it, just like, you know, you can do it with any sort of film genre, with sci-fi, with uh, fantasy, you know, all that. So with Spooky Season, I thought that would be a great place to start off with. So right off the bat, you know, I, I got to know just to kind of see where we're going to be leading towards and, you know, sort of the idea do you lean more towards the old school cinema of horror movies or do you lean more towards the newer sort of genre? So, I mean, I, I, I guess you could probably uh, know this was going to happen. Um, I'm the type of person that it's like difficult to answer that question because I like both of them. I particularly like, um, I, I if I had, if you had a gun to my head or a Texas Chainsaw Massacre to my head uh, and told me to choose one of them, I'd probably choose new school um, just because obviously it's what I grew up in. And then as the, as a film person, um, 
I appreciate I appreciate the things that kind of set the tone, um, like all the slashers, obviously all the the Exorcist movie um, and stuff like that. I appreciate those horror movies, and I appreciate what they did for the genre in cinema. But I I I personally think that we're living in the in the um the golden time the new, of of horror say, cinema. The new age. The new age. Yeah, I I think that the original slasher um genre. And the the amazing like boost in sales that they had back in the day, I would consider that the silver age of horror. I think we're living in the golden age of old of horror uh, films, right? So this discussion is going to be a lot more interesting than I thought it was going to be because okay. I prefer old school, and I thought you okay. were going to go old school too. Ironically, so mm-hmm. nothing wrong there. You know, me and you have our similarities in a lot of things, but sometimes we're going to differentiate and. Mm-hmm. You know, this isn't going to be a debate. This is just going to be sort of, you know, our views and all that. Because I do like New Age. And I do think that, I'll get into a little bit later, that in the last few years, you know, last few decades, we have had some really, really good horror movies. But on the opposite side, I also think we've had some really, really bad horror movies. And, you Great. know, sometimes it's also with, you know, we'll, we'll get into a little bit more, but also sequel horror movies that, you know, we have these sequels and remakes of horror movies that some are good and then, some are just really not good. Right off the bat, I mean, that's something we can get a little bit into to kind of segue into where we all think. With with these horror movies that are kind of remade and remade, do you do you think that's we always we always come back to the discussion is is our remakes good or not? But in my opinion, I, I think it depends on who's in charge of it in the source material. So, so what I if if you watch our last podcast, um, when I was editing it and you brought up that uh that topic of remakes. I, I made a graphic that said reboots suck, but remakes are f- fine. And we did. I did notice um, that. I actually, I'm watching it in the background while I'm so doing some what work. I, what I meant, yeah, what I meant by that was um, if you reboot something from where you left off, 99% of the time, it's not going to be good because – you're trying to remake a feeling that a certain group of people had um, that made it good. For example, um, I don't think that the Child's Play movies are going to be bad. The the new ones that are coming out. Because what they're doing is that they're going back to the, the original source material and they're remaking it uh, for a newer generation. And we, we talked about this last uh podcast about teen titans is a good example um if they were to reboot the old teen titans and kind of leave uh do what they left off of i don't know if it would be as good because i thought it was good from where it was but they remade it yeah they remade it into teen titans go and for the generation that's it's for now it's it's good um but obviously like i'm wrong sometimes like the it movies, the it movies. I think the it movies are the the was, it movies nowadays are a hundred percent better than the it movies back. And back I when. was gonna bring up that point of kind of. I do think that horror movies, especially these kind of remakes, you know, rehashings, can be good depending on what it's adapting and, and sort of who's in charge. Because you know, me and you talked about it. I am I'm a personal fan of the new it movies, and I think that it had a really good blend of of modern day horror elements obviously you know the cgi was the biggest change from you know the old uh which it wasn't even a movie it was what was it? it was a tv 
special. It was like whatever it was like a TV special, TV, yeah. like long series, TV, yeah, mini mini series. That's, that's it was a mini series. There we go. Yeah, yeah, but you know, obviously, it benefited from these new CGI graphics, and you know, but I do think that it still kind of kept, especially the first part, it, it chapter one, kept a lot of yeah. the core sort of thematics I mean, and the sort I, of themes from there. There's there's also a part of me that do, that doesn't want to use it as an example, uh, because it's like the it movie is is so much better than the old one because the old one sucked, yeah, and, and the old one was was made fun of because it wasn't that great. Yes, and I do have an example of and then a horror remake that was not as good as either its adaptation or its movie counterpart, which mm -hmm. is um, Pet Cemetery, the newest one. I haven't watched it. A year ago. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm not gonna spoil it because, like I said, I try to do these podcasts without many spoilers. But you know, I went into it very, very excited because you know I'm a I'm a big fan of Stephen King, and like I said, it's more recently that I've kind of gotten that horror movie craving. But you know, I was a big fan of the 19 whatever it was 80 82 whatever year it came out. The that Pet Cemetery. Yeah. And this one, this one was just, in my opinion, once again, if you like Pet Cemetery, by all means, you like Pet Cemetery, but. You know, this new one, you know, I watched it with, I watched it with Cozy and Nick and we kind of love the theater. Like that was bad because, you know, it, it kind of was trying to find its pacing. You know, the movie was very slow. And then mm -hmm. when it did finally get to, you know, the big, I guess, minor spoiler, which is just the old, you know, the actual plot of the film where his kid dies, which is the whole of catalyst course. for the movie. It takes a while to get to that point. And then everything kind of feels rushed after that. And they had like a plot twist which was different from, you know, the original that wasn't that even that good of a plot twist. So, you know, I mean, that's a movie that I think that, you know, I obviously, it, it I obviously haven't watched the film, like I said, um, but what, what you're, you're um, implying is that it had a pacing issue and in every other genre of a film, you could have a pacing issue and it, you could be fine. I mean, pacing issues are problems, but if like, Inception has a pacing issue, but that movie is beloved. It's a great movie. Don't get me wrong. I did, if, I, it, did, I do hear a lot of things, and I think me and you have talked about it, how Nolan in general, a lot of his movies have pacing issues. Of course. But there is a, but there is a payoff. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's but what the, it is. You know? The problem is, is that Nolan understands the genres he's doing it in. So you can have a pacing issue and you'll be fine. But for horror films that like the entire point of it is to build suspense and then pay off that suspense you, if you have a pacing issue you're just shit you, you're you're you it's gonna be a bad film there's no way to come back from a pacing issue i at least i have never seen a good horror film that has a pacing issue yes and, it just and i don't I think will, it exists i will say that you know me and you have you know in our numerous film tv discussions we've had I do think that the most important part in horror movies is definitely pacing, suspense, and atmosphere. Okay. And I think those three are very important. And you, I you agree. especially see the suspense aspect in a lot of old school horror movies because, you know, CGI wasn't really a thing back then, you know, especially in these sort of 80 slasher films where, you know, some of them have like CGI, but it's obviously not polished. But, you know, so a lot of these movies did rely on that sort of suspense of giving the audience. And, you know, that came with some of these super, I wish we could play them because, you know, we would get copyrights, right? But these super iconic sort of themes, like Halloween has one of the greatest soundtracks of all time. And that's, it's just etched in, in cinema or, you know, even 
uh, Friday the 13th with the, you know, it's these moments that kind of build the suspense for the audience and make them go, you know, what's happening? Who's the killer, you know? And even, even, um, I was about to say scary movie, even Scream did a really good job with kind of even being a satire, but still kind of making fun of, but still incorporating these horror movie tropes that now kind of become commonplace in, um, in modern horror. So I think I mean, old you know, horror movies benefit from that, from, from the pacing and from the suspense building. You know that I can uh, talk about uh, the the history of of horror movies, starting with Halloween for like ever. You, you know that that is like my bread and butter. Um, but I agree with you. I I think that um I think a true highlight of the older generation of horror movies was. Uh, their scores. I mean, iconic scores of Halloween. Um, if we go even farther back from Halloween, we have. Um, I, I we're thinking we're, we're thinking the same thing because I was gonna mention it as one of my tops and I, Psycho. Psycho. There we go. I I, I was gonna say I was gonna say all, Bates Hotel, and I was like, that's yeah. not right. What's funny is I always mix those two up too, because you know, there's the show Bates Motel like, of course. a few years ago. But I'm always like, Psycho. That's right, but. Psycho, Psycho to me stands as a pinnacle because Psycho is from what the fifties, the sixties. I mean, I mean, Psycho, Psycho was the first. Psycho, in my opinion, is the first, um, at least in Hollywood, the first, uh, like true. I I would say scary movie. I wouldn't say horror movie just yet because the genre. Yeah, I do. I do um, think that Psycho is more psychological than it is horror. And like I said, I love the reason I love Psycho so much is because of I that. Mean, you know. Psycho isn't anything fancy. It's not like there's a ton of special effects. You know, it, it really is just about kind of suspense and sort of going into, all right, Norman Bates is not the guy that is, seems is a psycho. And that ending, is that ending is still one of the most powerful endings in horror. It's it's you know, chilling. Skeleton, that, that, yeah. that ending is chilling. But um, going back to the music, I mean, the, the, the scene, the iconic scene where he fucking sorry it, yeah that that um that pretty much decided how uh horror films were gonna sound like it everything else is just an iteration or a version of that i would say that halloween kind of found its own ground but um friday the 13th if you really listen to it it sounds like that nightmare on elm street it sounds like that i mean even if you go to jaws like the dun is just a, another type of suspenseful, like three string uh, progression of that theme. Um, I, so I would I, say, go. What's up? I need to, I need to know this because I want to have this like mini discussion. Do you mm -hmm. consider Jaws a horror movie? Um, I consider it a. I mean, it, then we get into. You see, this is this is where me, the film buff, gets into like the the tough debate yeah, no, it's just, i'm just curious uh, do we like, say you know, do we say horror movie but for me for me the way that i see it is i see um a thriller as the big like overarching um category and then i see horror as a specific subcategory because i think that horror specifically wants to scare you while thriller wants to while, while a thriller's job yeah while thriller's job is to build and pay off suspense and that's what a horror is um yeah. i would say that jaws is a thriller um but then it's it's your own uh prerogative to say if it's it falls into the the horror i mean also again i i i you know how i get with this 
I would say that yes. back in the day, I would say uh, Jaws was a horror film um, because it, it it played with the entire concept of the unknown and stuff like that. But I would say like if you showed it to a 17-year-old that now who had never seen Jaws, they'd be like, okay, it's a thriller. Because I, I think that, that it's like it's not as scary anymore because of how disseminated and easy it is to see, um, to get information. Through, Jaws, if you put it down to its bare bones, is the fear of the unknown. Of course. Um, I, do, I do think that thriller and horror have always kind of had this line that, you know, it, it's, it, it's a very thin line of what you want to interpret. Because one of my favorite thrillers is The Gift, which, by the way, if you haven't seen it, yeah. go watch it. Amazing movie. But... The Gift did really good with not being a horror movie, but still kind of creating that dread and kind of creating that that suspense. So yeah, thrillers and horrors that that's a whole different discussion that we can have yeah. as well. Let's but, just assume right now that they're they're one in the same, um, yeah. because if not, this discussion will last two to three hours. Of course, but yeah, you know, going going back to and I think this will be kind of my segue into you know the topic that me and you that you know that I always have a strong feeling about, of course. Which is, movies back then you know old school horror movies relied on that suspense to the point that one of still the most iconic you know talked about horror movies is the exorcist yeah the exorcist was a movie that obviously the exorcist is also riddled with kind of behind the stage scary like stuff that happened which there's a i don't remember what the documentary is called but there's a documentary about like the filming of it and like how people died and like it's like a curse set or whatever but whatever but you know the exorcist I, I'll say this joke, like my like my family knows this. The Exorcist was my dad's first and last horror movie because it etched <laughs> in his brain. Because once again, you know, back then in you know in the seventies and uh, the sixties, you know, horror movies weren't a thing. You know, like like you had these movies every now and again, like you know, like like our Psychos and and you know the uh, Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. You know, these movies that were a little bit there, but it wasn't until The Exorcist came out that people were like, there are movies that can shake you to your core yeah and same thing with exorcist exorcist wasn't fancy cgi exorcist was all practical effects you know it was i mean the head spin throwing up the the contortionists you know being filmed at a different angle so it looks like they're on the roof you know to this day exorcist is still a movie that i will never watch again because it still terrifies me yeah i mean i mean exorcist exorcist has has a thing and i i don't i don't quite understand it um I, 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 I say I've watched so many like horror films that it's very, very difficult to to make me feel fright. Uh, it's it's easy to, to make my heart kind of beat faster to get chills because you're a good film if you can continuously do that. But Exorcist to this day is still one of those things. It still causes me like fear. Um, and I think I think the the the. Um, the impact that it had on me and probably a, a generation watching the viewer stuff kind of made the, some of the newer stuff a little bit better than it should have. Now, this is this is another little mini discussion we can have based off this exorcist yeah. topic. Obviously, the exorcist is based off, you know, something that happened, obviously an interpretation yeah. of something that happened. But yeah. when you go into a horror movie does it change your perception if you know that it's based off something like that it, you know like it used like, to you know like the conjuring and all these movies that, yeah. are ba- that are based off you know real life events it used to um because 
like obviously when I was younger, I was like, oh, if it's based off true uh, true events, then it must be like everything I see on the film must be true. But um, as I got older and I started to see like the way like the the way things are shot and and started to understand that type of stuff it doesn't scare me as much anymore because obviously i know that uh most of the directors and stuff have a lot of um artistic freedom yeah um but it's it, if it's based on a true story i think the last one that truly terrified me that was based on a true story was the original first conjuring and it wasn't because it was based on a true story it has more to do with the way that exorcist kind of molded me um and the way i watch things yeah conjuring is definitely and like, like i told you, you I, I do think and we can segue now into this because like you said I, I can go on old school horror yeah. for, for hours but i definitely think you know there are a lot of modern horror movies that do bring it back to the roots that my biggest thing and this will be my segue into the thing i hate the most i don't like horror movies that solely rely on jump scares because i mean i mean you you know how i feel about those you yeah. know how i feel about jump scares if you rely on a jump scare then you're uh, in my opinion um immediately a b-tier um horror film and there's nothing wrong and you need to talk about there's nothing wrong with having jump scares in your film as long as it's earned you know yeah like like i think i think going to you know the more modern ones that we were talking about it does really good with having these jump scares that kind mm. of you know like you you know they're coming but they still feel earned and the conjuring does really really good with earned jump scares and another one which i talk about a lot is insidious and especially mm. the first one Insidious is a modern horror movie, which ironically both Insidious and Conjuring were by James Wan, which James Wan is like a horror. Yeah. No, like, James Wan has been has been on on a roll. Yeah. Um, but if 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 you feel all that way about modern horror films, then why do you prefer um, the older ones? And I I do think it does come down to sort of that, which is a lot of horror movies do feel that they're they're just trying to emanate previous things it's very rare mm -hmm. and I, I will bring up some instances that i do think horror movie kind of does have different things but it's it's very rare these days to see a horror movie that isn't either a quote-unquote remake or reboot and not just a remake or reboot but kind of telling a story that's already been told you see kind i kind of, of dis I, I i disagree with that but i will say and i know the ones you're going to bring up there are a lot of really okay. really good iconic and now modern ones you know we have Obviously, Jordan Peele is on a roll with Get Out and Us, which both phenomenal movies, not just as horror movies, mm. but as sort of psychological, you know, cinematic pieces. Obviously, me and you talk about this one a lot. Midsummer, Midsummer, I thought was a really, which Midsummer is also kind of what I also talked about last podcast with. Uh, I mean, uh, at this point, at this point, you're uh, you're Eminem at the end of uh. So what is the eight mile? Eight, mi eight, eight mile? mile? You're you're like taking all of the the my 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 things no, away from we me can, we, can, we, can still, we can still talk about no, it. i do think they're important and and but the thing is you know i i do feel that a lot of those movies are also based off perception because you know midsummer let's be honest midsummer is a long movie and in midsummer you can really only watch that movie if you're a avid horror film person because midsummer is a slow movie and like See, i'm gonna I, say that i would disagree with that too but the thing is, like, Midsummer, when you look at it, it isn't really until, like, an hour and a half that things really start picking up. 
But I think that the of, you know, agreed, agreed, agreed. But I think that the the pacing of the movie gets you to that hour and a half just fine. No, and it does it does really well with setting up. And yeah. I will say that it does really well with setting up the main characters. So, so here's here's my my argument for why um, we're in the golden age, um, and and you and I are obviously uh, disagreeing. But here's why. I think that uh, I think when we look back at a at the old age, um, I have it on my screen now. Um, you can pretty much look at the things that kind of made the the old age of of horror, the the really popular ones. We're talking about Halloween, Psycho, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, we're talking about Chucky. We're talking about Candyman. We're talking about Saw. Is there any of them that I haven't missed that you would say are iconic old horror films? Pet Cemetery. Do we? No, I wouldn't count this. Never mind. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna be quiet. No, no, no. Say it. Why not? I was gonna say because no, I don't consider this one horror. Two thousand one, a Space Odyssey, but that's more sci-fi. That, yeah, that's more sci-fi. That's yeah. more. That I might think, touch no, on, but yeah, I think yeah. You, you, do you do you, so i i hit the nail on the iconic ones right the the ones that you would say like if we were to have a battle oh, you would put shining. these films the okay the shining like, the shining yeah, so, so so these are the the films that if, if we were having a battle of new school versus old school you would put all of these films at the very forefront I mean, yeah, obviously. And like okay. I said, I'm sure there's, like you said, I'm which, sure there's which, someone missing. But. No, I'm sure. But these are the ones that easily come to mind. Of course. So my argument is, what do all of those have in common? They don't have CGI. No, that's not what I'm getting at. What all of those have in common is that, and, and you can see it on my screen, they all have a killer. The, all of them are, are focused on a singular, th like, like, entity that is that has this an um anim this animosity for whoever we're following and i don't get me wrong don't get me wrong i i love the genre you you can get me to talk about halloween for six hours straight you can get me to talk about how the way that scream subverted everything that the slasher film uh kind of um started. kind of started i i like like you know me but the reason that I think that we're in the golden age is because the golden age right now, we've been able to continue that. We've been able to continue making these monsters. The Babadook is an example of one. But we it's such a great movie. Insidious is another one. We have these oh we have these almost um en these entities that we can still look look at and say, oh yeah. They're iconic entities. But then you have things like Midsommar. You have things like Hereditary. You have things like um, The Haunting at Hill House, which you have things like uh, um, Us, where it uses the horror of our, like, our everyday. It, the horror that, that the horror films that are popular now, quote unquote, they use the monsters that we have in our own heads to kind of make us scared. And I think and I, that and that's I, why we're in the golden age because I'm more that scared. That's, that's something ahead. that I do. That's something that I do appreciate about a lot of more modern horror movies. You know, you brought up, and this is another one that I know me and you have also talked about a lot. You know, Hereditary, which 
at its core, Hereditary really is about the the sort of family kind of drifting apart after experiencing trauma. The movie deals a lot with trauma. And you know, we have Us, which is such a great film that dives into a lot more thematic themes. But you know, I do I do appreciate those. And one that we haven't talked about yet, but I also think is important talking about modern horror was paranormal activity. The very first paranormal activity had this phase where for like two months, no one knew if that was real or if that was fake. Yeah. And and it's like it's like the Blair Witch project. Is the easy for for me, whenever someone brings up paranormal activity, I kind of liken it to the Blair Witch Project, which is the way that that um, Paranormal Activity came out, the way Blair Witch Project came out. It came out in that time that we still didn't have this easily disseminated information that we could uh, get our hands on. So um, people who went to go watch it were under the impression that these things were just real because the way that they shot it, the way that the directors and the way that the the crew shot it was very clearly meant to look like a horror film. Like not, was, not I mean not a horror film. It was very clearly meant to look like real life. It was meant to invoke that fear that you mentioned of this is just a couple living their everyday life and like things are occurring. Yeah, and I think that's that's where me and me and you can kind of talk about this a little bit because at least in my opinion i do think that after paranormal activity one the found footage genre did get a little oversaturated but oh, there are some so much really good hits like wreck wreck is a really really good found footage style movie no and it, um go check it out um hunting for trolls uh it's like a documentary oh, yeah, yes, Troll Hunter. There we so go. Cute. It's it's like a found footage, uh, documentary esque type of thing, and it kind of hits into that that horror thriller genre. But um, but that's that's what I'm saying. I, I I love I love the old ones. Don't get me wrong. I love Halloween. It it to this day, and we will talk about this in the next uh, uh podcast. To this day, it ranks up there. Um like up to the very top in horror films of a, of my entire life. I love scream and what it did for the horror genre, but the horror genre has so much freedom. Now it has so many voices that they don't, they didn't have before. And they're talking about so many things that people wouldn't have used as, um, fear in the past. And the way that it impacts you is so much more scary than other things. Like, like you said, paranormal activity scared the living daylights out of people because they were looking in these stuff and the fear when they went home is that stuff could happen to me. The fear of, of, of Midsommar, the fear of, um, us, the fear of what was his first movie? I always forget it. Get out. What was get out? The fear of get out is that the things that they talk about the 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 overall um messages that the films are trying to get are real messages and they they have this veil of fear that the directors are trying to get through and i i don't know uh, uh, the silent the silent smile at the end of midsomar is so much more scary to me now than seeing jason with his knife coming at you i i i i lose sleep thinking of that smile more than i think of of of, of jason standing over me my lights just flickered it's a sign <laughs> um 
No, and I actually have another point that kind of helps in your favor too, which yeah, I think I think I think a lot of no, I'm still old school, but like you know, I'm a, you know me, I'm I'm not a I'm right, you're wrong. You know, this is I like I like having this. of course like um, I think that a lot of foreign horror movies now are are really getting notoriety and are really yeah. getting to you know Train to Busan, which a really good Korean horror film. Which kind of Korea, revitalized the whole zombie because let's be honest, the Korea zombie is, is getting a little bit old. Obviously, we, have, which is we can we can debate if this park. is horror or thriller. Parasite, which won the Oscar, you know, that was a Korea. Which once again, that's a whole different discussion we can have. It's not. But, I will say it right now. Parasite is not a horror film. Yes, but you know, Parasite it, it is a thriller. Parasite is a thriller. Shows. It's not a horror film. You know, we have this this recent one that I don't remember the name of it that Fernie brought up, but I have to watch it. But you know, we have these you brought up earlier, Troll Hunter. You know, there's a lot of now these international horror films. Like I don't know if you knew this, Baba Duke's not American. No, no, I Bob knew that. Was a, it was it was French. I don't remember and, what and, country it was based in, but you know, it's it's you know, it's these different movies and you know, different and, things that And to kind of reiterate on my other point, um, Babadook is a great example of what I'm talking about because Babadook takes what you would you would consider standard horror. It has an entity that is trying to uh, be that has animosity towards the person we're following, but cool. the scares are so like in they're not in your face like these others. Like you don't have a moment in Babadook as much than you have Jason. Um, standing and going kee, kee, kee. like like you don't have that moment as much in Duke. what you do have in Duke is that moment where she looks at a coat hanger and she sees a coat with those long fingers and to tell you that that has not creeped me out when I look at a coat hanger and I see something that's not supposed to be there it terrifies me no and 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 definitely Duke is a, an example of kind of having an entity there that can still act as that fear factor but not letting the entity be the i guess the the, the main the main point of the film what i will say Baba, yeah what i will give you a point on for old horror is that old horror sequels were so much better than the sequels we get nowadays yes the entire conjuring universe needs to not have existed no, and 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 then you know with modern horrors we get into like the spin-offs and you know and we get into yeah all all these different things you know you have it there on your screen I I haven't watched none it's terrible. terrible it's terrible I laughed I laughed the yeah. entire time it was such a all it is is jump scares and that there's no there's no there's nothing else there other than jump scares there's no substance there's no there's nothing that I watch and I'm like I'm suspenseful about because it's like Unfortunately, the old horror, as you watch more and more horror films, horror films start being very difficult for you because you start understanding. It's like, it's like when you're watching a movie and you're like, I know what's going to happen because I've watched a hundred of these movies. She's going to fall in love with him and then they're going to have a fight and then they're not going to be in love with him anymore. And then something grand is going to happen. That's pretty much what all romance comedies are for horror films. You can start being like, okay, the jump scare is going to happen in three, two, one. And it happens. And you're like, it's not worth it anymore. Now, another issue that kind of lends to that, which is something we talked about really early on, was also, I, at least in my opinion, with the exception, obviously, you know, Get Out, Us, and all that, a lot of horror movies' soundtracks don't slap as hard as they used to. 
Yeah. You know, I think I think a lot of what build up those old school horror movies, you know, we were talking about Psycho, you know, uh, the Halloween, all these movies was that the soundtrack always made you feel on edge. And, you know, Halloween alone, you know, when it shows Michael Myers just kind of stalking from a distance. And, and you, you hear that. It's very, it's yeah. very, very faint. And that's actually a movie that I think the new, the new sequel. Yeah, see, it's a sequel. It's a sequel. The it's... new sequel did really well because it didn't shy away from kind of keeping those old elements and just kind of incorporating it into a modern setting. I completely yeah. agree with you. I I I hundred percent think I, I don't agree with the thought that music is worse in the films nowadays. Yeah, it's not worse. It's just it, it doesn't invoke as much as it used to. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't you don't have these uh these I, I, I I'm gonna use this word, but I mean it in a different way. You don't have these bangers of of music that these old stuff had like like the old jaws theme i mean anyone who was born in our generation knows that theme these these themes were so you couldn't you couldn't pretty much have the movie without that theme and it would have worked with horror films nowadays they don't they don't put that much emphasis on these iconic themes but i think like, like, I will give it. If we were going rating, I would say, for music, I would give it to old horror. Because cause there's nothing that beats Psycho and that screeching, like, I don't know, I think it's a cello or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's no, nothing that beats that type of stuff. And like I said, you know, horror, horror movie, it is hard, at least in modern day, to kind of come up with different plots that stand out you know like i said we're always going to use the exceptions of our us's and our midsummers because old school horror kind of hit a lot of these benchmarks that kind of you know you have the exorcist with with you know demonic possession you have it with the clown you have halloween with kind of like the serial killer you know so it's very hard nowadays to come up with original plots and you know, like i said you know we do have our our us's and you know the midsummer and you know hereditary which kind of some some of them are stuff that we've already seen, but it, it incorporates new elements that kind of revitalize it. Like one remake, quote unquote, that I'm very very excited for is Candyman. Candyman, I, I... think, is going to be phenomenal because it's it seems oh. from what I've seen from the trailer, it seems to still have those roots and just once again, same I mean... with Halloween, just kind of bring it into a modern setting. I mean, I mean, I, I know that it's not talked about a lot. It was kind of really popular for a little bit, but then it kind of jumped off. I definitely off. think like, it's it, like a cult horror the, movie. Like it definitely is like, kind of on the back catalog of but horror movies. There was a there was this horror movie. Let me let me remember the name for a second. That came out just recently. I think right before uh, COVID destroyed the world. Um, I believe it was last December in 2019. I think Invis uh, the Invisible Man came out. The Invisible Man came out, I want to say... It, it came out in the last two years. And that movie yeah. was really well done. Amazing movie. And, and it kind of... Amazing it, movie. That, that's the thing. Like, like, I kind of... Every time I see a film like Candyman and stuff like that, I kind of feel like I'm like, why, you, why, just, why, why did you have to touch something that didn't need to be touched? The last thing I want is for them to make jason looked like he did at the end of of his entire debacle um oh, that was Hattie, the greatest cinematic masterpiece of all like, time like that that's where that's where i start to have a problem with new horror cinema is that they take these epic 
like like entities that we fear so much because of their like old stuff and then they just ruined them um yeah. i will say that the halloween did all right i mean nothing has been able to hit as hard as the original halloween for me um if they ever touch exorcist i'm gonna lose my mind it's on a, um, is it a bad time to tell you now that they're they're touching the exorcist they've already they confirmed they're they're doing a remake reboot whatever the crap you want to call it but once again I don't know, like, it has the potential, but I don't think CGI Exorcist is going to scare me as much as Practical Effect. If they I mean, announce that they're going to do Practical Effects Exorcist, down, maybe. I mean, I, I, it's not going to be a good movie. I'm telling you right now, it's, I, I, if you've ever watched the Exorcist universe, um, because there are other Exorcist movies other than the original Exorcist, you will know that it just won't work. The original yeah, Exorcist cool. was was a singular, almost godlike piece of cinema that should never ever be touched. It it, it's, it it came out and it's based on such a weird and cult like um, situation. I don't know, dude. You know, you I don't know, know. What, what, you know what type of movies and you just brought them up. Cults in real life scare the crap out of me. I think oh, those are the type of movies that just this absolutely. Is, this is a my, perfect. This is My a thing perfect is, segment. We're saying how Jaws is is perfectly like kind of the fear of the unknown, right? I'm more scared mm. of the fear of reality. These yeah. movies that like like a really good movie that I really enjoy that's modern. I, I think you watched. I think we talked about it. Is Hush on Netflix? I like it. And Hush, I think Hush it's a good one. Movie. I love it because it has such a unique concept. It touches upon you know the idea of of not having sound, which obviously with movies sound is a big thing, but yeah. movies like that where it's literally another one which is which is modern which still terrifies me just because of it is the strangers because yeah that one's kind of that, that the one strangers terrifies me just like you're just in your home and you just got home invaded by insane people like that's yeah. that's insane to me well you you were going to bring up a point of that segue so this is a perfect segue and and i'm going to try to hit home on the fact of we're in the golden age of horror um and this is this is also because I intake media like it's there's no tomorrow. But um I really want a lot more people to kind of touch on these stuff. The the horror films and all of that stuff are iconic. Don't get me wrong. The Midsomars, oh my god. The 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 Babadook and all of those stuff. But if you really, really, really want to get into this horror um kind of mind space and see why I think we're in the best moments of horror. Do me a favor and go to Crib TV. Just I'm so glad just, you brought that just up. Just go ahead. Like, like, go ahead and do me the favor. The things that they're doing in Crib TV are they're paying homage to the greatness that is old school horror, but they're bringing the new twist on it. And they're giving it that new horror kind of take. The things that I've said make me more fearful. The things of putting the human aspect to it. And then if you get into Crypt TV and you're like, I really love this, then do me a favor and go to a channel called, uh, I'll pick one, go to a channel called Nightmind. And he, these, these other uh, YouTube channels touch on a thing that is very famous, uh, not very famous, that is very popular in, the, in their communities called Unfiction. And what unfiction is, is that there are these creators who create a storyline and disseminate it on things like YouTube, things like Twitter, things like Facebook, like things like TikTok. 
and they make it they give it to you as if it's real time and happening there it's unfiction meaning it's fiction but it's happening like if it were not fiction and the i've never felt more fear than and or and more like chills down my spine than i feel when watching things from unfiction because if it, like i follow a couple of tiktoks and they're these really really out of this world type of situations like i'll give you a really easy example and I, I, I'll, I'll wrap it up i promise there's this tiktok that is about this man who's a security guard at a cemetery and he's just doing tiktoks and then after a couple months he's like oh these really weird things are happening let's see if we can find them and for the next like three months Every single night, something's happening in that cemetery. And and like the more and more you pause and you look into it, you see these like these these like children like shadows moving in, in the in the darkness. And it is terrifying. It is absolutely like like cripplingly terrifying. Because like we said, the things that are like based on true events no longer scare you until they really seem like they're true and things like th things like tiktok and youtube are not like these films that are like easily curated and easily like put down to the t what it's going to happen they're fucking terrifying and that's why my final point on why i think that uh we're in the golden age of horror Oh, I thought you were gonna bring up. I thought you were saying you have another. All right, that's fine. No, oh yeah, that's slightly, it. slightly, slightly piggybacking on that. By the way, we do really good. If we ever get promoted by these things, they should just promote like because we 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 talk highly of them. The best thing about Crypt TV for those who are unfamiliar, which I definitely think if you're a horror fan or you just want to delve into it, Crypt TV is like a really good start. Is there are two different sides of Crypt TV. There's these episodical ones where kind of there's these like short films that have nothing to do with each other. But there are like ongoing quote unquote like series like and, and they're more based off the entity. One of me and Thono's absolute favorite is called the Luxie. Which Oh my god. I was gonna ask which one is your favorite? My favorite Luxie, my favorite one Luxie, is the Luxie. The Luxie is 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 it's just it, it's a very it, it kind of takes you back to this like creature that it's almost yeah, Slenderman-esque. Which actually was gonna segue perfectly into my kind which, of, by the way, Slenderman was unfiction at the beginning. Just yes, saying. Which Just saying. we actually have to. I have another podcast topic, a little spoiler alert that we're going to talk about, which is kind of creepy pasta and the effect it had on the horror genre. But um, this is going to be my one fan question of the day that I'm going to be okay. asking us that we're rounding off. Which, by the way, Tono, thank you for your input on New School. And like I said, you know, I, I think we both, at the end of the day, we both just love the horror genre and we're really no, content with the and way that it's been going and the way it's going to keep going. Of course. And for everyone watching and everyone listening, uh, please let us know which which side of this debate you kind of um, lean on. Obviously, like both of us are right. Both types of cinema and both types of genre, uh, whether old school or new school, are fantastic. But um, do you like old cinema, uh, old school horror cinema or the new age of, of horror that is happening? Um, and just let us know in the comments of, our, of the YouTube uh, um, video that we release alongside the podcast or if you're listening on podcast you can obviously um head to uh the uh nerd slice on any social media and and let him know what where you kind of um where you kind of side on this debate man you you plugged for me this is like the reverse of earlier when you said i took all of your stuff 
But um, no, my, my final question, which we're, I don't think we're going to offend anyone because it's going to be universal. What, in your opinion, has been the absolute worst horror movie that you've seen in the last, like, seven, ten years, whatever, the modern age? Paranormal Activity 4. I haven't even seen it, but I will, so, I will absolutely take your word for it. Do you want me to tell you the story? Is that the one with the blonde girl? So I have no fucking clue. To tell you okay, because I, I know there was one I that, went, like, so, so, I, so, I tapped out at two. Like, that was the last yeah. one that I saw. I saw one, and I really liked one. And then I, had, I didn't watch any other paranormal activities until, and here's the story on why. Until I asked this girl on a date and she's like, okay. And I was like, you know how we were. Paranormal Activity 4 came out when I was in high school. Um, and you know how we are. It was like, you take them to a horror film. You want to be the macho man. Yeah. Hold on so I'm there. I'm there watching this film and I'm laughing my ass off because it is, it is the most like, like formulistic, stupidest film in the world. But the part that got me was that the girl next to me was laughing even harder. And there's a moment where, and, and you guys in the comments can tell me if I, I have the raw and paranormal activity. I probably do. But all of like the kitchen stuff is on the roof and it, it, the, the jump scares that it all falls down. And I'm, I'm there like, this is ridiculous. And the girl next to me goes, Coño, eso me pasó en Cuba. At the loudest possible way in this theater packed with people. And I, I, dude, I was so shook. I was on the floor crying of tears because I could not believe that she had said that. And it was hilarious. It, 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 was, the, it was the worst film. Holy Christ. And then if I had to do an honorable mention, and this is going to piss off a lot of people. I hate... And I mean completely and utterly loathe the Blair Witch Project movie. The original and its sequel. I was about to ask you because I didn't watch I it, hate but them. I know that there was a sequel. I hate them. I hate them. And people are like, oh, but the Blair Witch Project is so good. It started the found footage. I hate found footage. I, the the, the uh, Troll Hunter is the only one that I've ever seen do it like good. But I hate found footage. Don't have such a shaky camera where I feel like I'm having a headache just trying to figure out what the blur is. Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I know. I I know your 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 passion will uh will bleed. Uh, but um, yeah, definitely. Uh, I I agree with you. I like I said, I only watched the first Paranormal Activity, so that's where I tapped out. I watched a little bit of the second one, but um, we didn't talk about Nightmare, Nightmare Before Christmas. It's not a horror movie. We're not even gonna spruce that. Mine, which I think I've mentioned before on the podcast, or maybe in a stream or something, I absolutely hated the Slenderman movie. Like, with a passion. Oh. Like, I went into oh. theaters knowing oh. it was going to be bad. And I still went in there like, let's see what happened. I walked out of that theater and go, cool, I want my money back. I, like, it I was, completely it was, agree. And, and the thing is, you know, going into it is, you know, me and you talk about, you know, Slenderman was such a big thing, you know, not just for horror, but for, like, pop culture. You know, the Slenderman phenomenon took off. But then, which I will recommend this to you guys. If you guys are okay with more of the you know visceral real life sort of um things watch this documentary called beware the slender man really really good it's on youtube i think all of it and it's on hbo max or 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 watch marvel hornets which is the original um unfiction uh storyline made for slender man back when slender man wasn't called slender man he was called the operator fun fact we know the person 
I don't know if you knew this. We know the person that knows the person that did that. Yeah. I, we'll talk off we'll stream after that. But um, Slenderman was, you know, going into it, I was really trying because, you know, I really did like the Slenderman, you know, ideology and lore and all that. Because, you know, like, pastas were cool and all that. The movie was terrible. I absolutely hated it. Go watch the documentary. It goes into, which is the reason why the movie was delayed, because the movie was filmed like five years ago. No. But then they didn't release it because of these two girls that actually ended up killing their friend. No, the girl lived. You're right. The girl lived. They attempted to kill their friend, which the mere fact that she's alive. I'm not gonna mind say you, mind you, they stabbed her a lot of times. I'm not gonna say how many because like I said, I do want if you if you're interested in it, definitely go watch it because it is it goes into the before, the during, and the after. Like it shows you the after effect psychologically of these girls and their families and all that. But that's the reason why the so they released they released Slenderman like years like after Slenderman was already lost that hype. Like obviously he's still there, you know. It's still a yeah, it's still a etched in in horror history and all that. But they just did not plan that movie out well. The CGI was terrible. I didn't even feel for any of the characters. They were all just they had this stupid, which we should have talked a little bit about this, the stupid horror tropes of of stupidity of I heard a loud noise in the forest. I'm going to go to it. Or, or, oh my God, you know, there, this door opened by itself. I should go in there, you know, which are the horror movie tropes where sometimes they're going to take the watch with another time. You're just like, people are stupid. We, we can Wait. talk about that uh, uh, next podcast when we talk about our best horror films. Yes. So no. this is going to be the plug, which as you know, is the one minute where we plug everything. So, uh, you can, Tomo basically already said it, you can find us everywhere on social media, Instagram at the Nerd Slice, uh, I was about to say Facebook, uh, TikTok, Nerd Slice, Twitch, obviously if you're watching this on YouTube, you know we're on YouTube. But uh, yeah, you know, that's our stuff. You know, definitely, uh, we didn't do fan questions this time around just because for these topic ones, I figured it's better just to go into it, but definitely send us your fan question. Let us know your favorite horror movies. That's what we're gonna be talking about next time. So definitely, Send us your horror-related questions, whether it's about favorite horror movies, horror movies that we haven't heard of, recommendations, and uh, Donald, your minute is now on. So okay, so I have a lot to say. So uh, if you if you want, we're also going to be playing spooky um, games all throughout um, October. We have started with Phasmophobia. You will see a video on the Nerd Slice YouTube of our Phasmophobia in about a week. Um, but we do stream that every Wednesday on both uh, the Nerd Slice Twitch and Jack Prague, which is my personal Twitch. Um, you can find me at Jack Films on all social media. And um, you will. You can also find a kind of subset of what I'm doing uh, called the Log Line. I am going to be releasing my first video in about a week about why i think that halloween is not a horror movie uh not a slasher horror movie but a psychological horror so you can tune I'm into that you, i'm glad you changed it the last thing because i was gonna be like hold no, the fuck no. it's not a it's not a slasher movie but a psychological horror movie and that's gonna be our first video for logline uh so if you wanna if you wanna hear a little bit more of my, my uh my opinions about films um in more of a short form kind of content you can find it at the logline not at the log line, just log line. Just I have to like, it's a brand new channel. Give me a little bit of a break, but um, I think I hit a minute and uh, yeah. Perfect. And uh, once again, Donald, thank you for uh, coming on. Always you're probably, dude. You're going to be here next week as well. So we may have to have another guest here uh joining us so oh and 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 really quickly oh uh, uh, I, I need i need this for you guys you guys uh need to 
tell us what you want us to wear at the end of our of in october like at the end of the october we're going to have a podcast and i want all of the viewers i'm mobilizing your entire viewer base to pick a onesie that i can buy and i can wear at the last one it has to be a onesie though no, nah, dude, onesies are so comfortable and we're not, I'm not going to buy no costume because there's no costume parties because of COVID. So I am wearing a onesie. I already have my Halloween podcast final costume planned. I just got to buy it. And that is why but, I'm mobilizing uh, your audience to pick mine. Of course. So yes, definitely tweet at me or Thono, whichever onesie. I already have mine picked out. If no one comes through, I have which one I already want you to wear. Okay. But uh, yes, if you guys want to see Thono uh, in a very strange onesie or a cool onesie, definitely let us know. And um, until I mean, then, this this onesie cool. was picked by my Twitch uh, viewers. You have two of them apparently. So I do. If you want to, if you ever want to slide one my way, you know, just let me know. But um, thank you once again, Thono, for being on here. Thank of you guys course, for watching. And uh, for this month, stay spooky.